Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Hello Educator. Today's episode is from Mango Science Radio and today's episode is on viruses. The story is narrated by Lokavya who is a microbiologist. I hope you and your kids learn something new about this virus. So without further ado, here's the episode. Hello Mango Science Radio listeners. This is Lokavya and I'm a biologist. Given our current global scenario, I thought I'll bring to you guys a teeny tiny and definitely unjustified glimpse um, of the world of viruses. So let's start at the beginning and that's over a century ago. Uh, there was a Russian botanist by the name Dmitry Ivanovsky who was investigating a disease on tobacco plants. This is the late 1800s and so uh, he's sitting in this tobacco plantation crushing up some sick tobacco leaves and passing the juice through these special porcelain filters that were designed to retain microorganisms, even bacteria. Then one could just isolate the bacteria and identify it to understand the cause of the disease. Simple, right? But Ivanovsky found that whatever was making these tobacco plants sick passed right through the filters and this led him to conclude that they were microorganisms that were far smaller than the bacteria, an extremely minuscule infectious agent, that's what he calls them. About six years later, another microbiologist and botanist, his name is Martinus, he independently makes similar observations on tobacco and this time he decides to call the infectious agent a virus. And guess what that means? Quite literally, poison. Yep. Anyway, so, okay, what exactly do these guys mean by minuscule? Okay, I'm going to help you guys get some perspective here. So a human cell is about um, 100 microns in size. Okay, that's already one hundredth of a centimeter. Now scale down to a bacteria. These little guys are only 0.5 microns. Now, further scaling down to a virus, they are less than 500 nanometers. That's less than 100 the size of a bacteria. And these little guys have literally turned our world upside down. Not even for the first time. So, what, what really is a virus? Yeah, it is essentially a very small assembly that constitutes of components that are found um, in the cell of any living organism, okay? And these components are packaged into a protective capsule-like structure. Now, essentially, that's down to three parts. There's the genetic material, which is either DNA or RNA, and that's surrounded by um, uh, the protein, which is called the capsid. And all of this is packaged into an outer shell of lipids, which essentially protects them from soluble environments. This much, anyway, most of us know. I mean, whether these guys are living or non-living, that's a topic that's still up for debate. But for the very reason that they have genetic material within them and the capacity to replicate the minute they enter a cellular environment, we're going to have to settle to calling them non-cellular life for the time being. And that's the best we can do because they simply do not fit perfectly into any of the established conventional definitions. Right. Now, since the discovery of the first tobacco um, uh, mosaic virus, uh, there have been over 5,000 species of viruses that we know of today. Yes, over 5,000 species. 
Um, and then there are various ways of classifying them based on their shape or their genetic material and many other methods, but nothing really justifies the sheer dimension of the entire virosphere. For this, um, follow me to a quick peep into the three domains of life, okay? Now that comprises the eukaryotes, which is the plants and animals, uh, the bacteria, which are single-celled uh, prokaryotes without nucleus, um, and the archaea, which are also prokaryotic, but very distinct from the other two domains, okay? Now we know that viruses infect plants, we know that viruses infect animals, viruses even infect microorganisms like the bacteria. Now what was found around you know, 50 years ago even is that viruses even infect the archaea. And now archaea, um, now this domain of uh, organisms include even crazy guys like the extremophiles. These, these are uh, organisms that can withstand any kind of extreme condition they can go without oxygen they can withstand radiation they can go um, through a, a range of ph and acidity and salinity they can withstand the high pressures of the ocean bed they can go through very high temperatures of hot springs and very low temperatures of glaciers i mean they are literally the formidable creatures that inspire the ones in sci-fi movies i'm not joking and guess who was found infecting them Yep, and this was a discovery that was made just about 50 years ago. And these archaeviruses, um, the, each of them were found to be so unique morphologically and genetically that uh, they posed a great challenge to really understand how far back viruses go and, and what, what really is um, the connection between these guys. There is literally not one single gene that is common to the entire viral genome. So this kind of high diversity makes them very difficult to be studied and understood. Okay, So basically, um, viruses populate every ecosystem on the planet. They are literally the single most abundant biological entity on the planet and have been so for we don't even know how long and we still do not understand them enough. How's that for some trauma? So now the the hero of the hour, the coronaviruses. Now they're a group of viruses that mainly causes disease in mammals and birds. Uh, the human coronavirus discovered um, in the 1960s are, as we all know, responsible for respiratory tract infections, right? They are the ones that are responsible for the big pandemics like um, SARS and MERS and now COVID-19. But they are also the guys that can give you the mild common cold. So this same coronavirus, when it infects a pig or a cow, it gives them diarrhea. So on top of all the inherent complexity and diversity, they also display a whole pile of host organism dynamics that makes them not easy to study. But on the other side, well, the bright side, the very nature of viruses to, you know, infect and survive in any environment um, has been exploited in areas like uh, oncolytic virotherapy to target and destroy cancer cells and even in association with the CRISPR-Cas9 system for targeted gene therapy. Both of these, um, both of these are like the promising life-saving future of, of the medical field right now. 
So anyway, um, I'm just gonna leave you guys with these bits of insights into the colossal and complex world of a minuscule little viruses. I hope you guys had a good listen. Um, until next time, folks, stay in, stay safe. Bye-bye. And that was a brief introduction about viruses. I hope you all enjoyed this uh, particular story. Huge shout out to Lokavya for uh, sending us this story at this uh, time of crisis and uh, quarantine. So you as a listener, if you are into science and you have an exciting story to share with the rest of the world, uh, please feel free to let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us via mango education social media we are facebook twitter instagram and everywhere and uh, you can also email me at uh, hello at the mango.co so i'll be happy to respond to you and i will look forward to your stories uh, as well so uh, thanks again this is asif uh, signing off until next episode stay safe stay home <laughs>